Money. Talking about money. Paula's looking at her phone and not paying attention to me. <laughs> the Zoe 101 kid, look at his glow up. Oh my god, he did. He glowed up. Wait, yes. he wasn't naturally a blonde? Who is naturally a blonde in these days? No. He has brown, he, very brown been. hair. You could have dyed that easily. Who knows why people cut hair is. That's true. We don't, we we don't, don't know. know. We don't know anybody's hair nowadays. Their hair's always <laughs> Is it recording? Yeah. Oh. Okay. I'm talking about money. <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about today? How we have none? Yeah, how we have no money. <laughs> so, it's currently 12.38 in the morning, and we wanted this episode to be about money, but then we realized we know nothing about money. So, Paula, say what you just said to me right now. Oh, well, I feel like we were going to make it some long story, but we don't have a long story. We applied to one grant, and we didn't get it for whatever reason, which is irrelevant. And then you paid for it out of your own pockets. And that's it. That's the story. And that's it. That was going to be... We were trying to try to make a 30 to, to an hour long podcast about something we have no knowledge on. But something that also... that was That's the whole story. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That's it. Now now the podcast is over. This episode's over. Oh yeah, well, let's just end it. We're done. See you episode three. Okay. What are we going to talk about? Uh, I feel like a lot of things have happened since... I know. A lot of things have happened. The funny thing is we meant... We meant to put up two more episodes before the show. Yeah. I wanted three episodes before the show. That was a... That was pushing it. That was actually pushing it. But I was like... But then I was like, you know what? At least we'll, we'll probably be able to do two. And then, like, time flew. And then... Next thing you know... Well, if you heard it from the, the... If we included the specific clip if you heard before the show we were trying to get people in the show like up until very very soon before yeah so we were stressing about people who are going to be in the show and then making sure that they're all ready so that was like that took up a lot of our time it's such a crazy experience i think now that we've done it though i can't i can't see myself stopping now yeah i also like i'm not doing another story like i i like the the, the how we i we decided to like be a part of the show be a part of the show this time but i like the way this, how we decided to do it moving forward because yeah. planning our own stories and then making planning sure the show making sure everyone else has their stories ready is like a whole other that's project. that was crazy now i know why like phoebe and jessica from two dope queens they never actually do their own set they only host well that'd be a lot of, that would be so many sets though that would be a lot of work too it would be a lot of work of but also yeah they jokes do, and stories all the time they do so many so many shows i mean if I had this, if I had like the skills to create everything myself, I'm sure I probably would maybe put in the effort. But like, for me personally, it was so hard for me to create everything, so or to get everything together. But no, it it is hard because you have to write the story, you have to put it together, you have to get the visuals, you have to practice. 
Yeah. It's crazy. Well, we can't That's make it sound lot. we can't make it sound hard because we want people to be people every time we, we try and get someone to, to be in the story, their first thing is like, Oh, I don't know if I can make time for it. And then we have to be like, No, 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 like it's not gonna take that much time. And then you just made it sound like it's gonna take a long time. That's I'm not what saying, we're trying to do. I'm just saying it takes a long time because we're we were also planning it. But like if you're just making a story and presenting, you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, that's true. We're the ones who have that. to worry about all the logistical things. You just have to worry about showing up and speaking. That's true. So for but us it was hard. How did you feel like when the show was over how did I feel I felt amazing I think I think I was like really happy yeah Were you happy I was happy I was happy with the way it went I was happy because everyone else seemed like they enjoyed it yeah. that that's the only thing I think I was probably the most worried about not yeah. worried but like obviously that's my indicator and how I'm gonna feel is how I know if everyone else enjoyed it that's like the number one thing I was worried that one, nobody was going to be there for some reason. Oh, no, I wasn't worried about that. Uh, and two, that there was going to be a lot of dead air and people not, like, responding the way I wanted them to respond, which was basically just... I was afraid that it wouldn't be a positive experience for some reason. For people? Yeah. I thought they'd just be, like, bored and, like, twiddling their thumbs. Yeah. I think my thing was that we had so many different people speaking. Well, not so many, but like, we had different people speaking. So, like, I knew that people would take something from someone you know like i was talking to someone and he said he's like oh like like i like this story more than that story so it's like i knew people were gonna find nuggets Mm -hmm. that that would resonate with them more than others so that's why i liked i'm glad we had a variety even though there's some that people probably didn't connect with as much they probably connect with others so that's that was what i was thinking going into it yeah i didn't expect them to relate to every single person yeah but as long as they liked at least one thing about the show that would have made me feel like it was a successful night which it was it was yeah it was a good i was saying this to someone i was like it was a good first show it was it's what i it's what i it's like my best way to say it because like obviously we don't we never we don't think it went perfect because obviously there's room for improvement Mm -hmm. but it was a good it was a good like first like, I couldn't have asked for a better yeah, experience. Yeah, exactly. Because we knew, we like, it was a good, what's it called? It's a good starting point. That's what I'm looking for. It's a good starting point. Like, it was really, really good. Yeah. I'm really happy with it. And now we have a lot of future shows to plan. Yes, we're already looking to plan our next show. Soon. Well, not super <laughs> soon, but time's going to fly like it always does. So I, it'll probably feel soon. Yeah. What else has happened since... We since like Paula got a job. Oh yeah, the same week of the show, I got the job actually. No, one, yeah, one year of applying to jobs. No, no, not off. a full year. Well, almost right. Oh. Well, since I had my permanent full time job, it would have been in November would have been a full year, but almost a full year, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, how many jobs did you apply to? Like you, almost like, like guess. No, I know how many because oh, I, I save every email that I get. You know those those are automatic automatic emails that you get back. Yeah. From when you when you apply, I, I save every single one of them. So how many? There's like nine hundred. Nine hundred jobs. Yeah. A lot of them are probably I just like. Do you have any tips and willing. tricks? Tips like and tricks. what time of the day should you be applying? Oh. Blah blah blah. I don't know what week. I I don't. <laughs> oh, I know. I don't. What know, day of the week? No, it's not. What time of I can the really, day? I can't think of any tips like that. It's just did like, you actually just like apply anytime, or did you actually have like set schedule f- when you wanted to apply? I don't but here's know. The thing. I think about I had, those things. I had so much time, mm-hmm. so I'm applying morning, noon, and night. Like I'm checking in the morning. I was checking in the morning and in the middle of the day, and before I went to bed, I was also checking. So it's like there's always postings going up. There's no set time that they're gonna go up. You never know when they're gonna go but up. But you just apply to them as 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 you see them. Oh, as soon as I see it. Oh, okay. Even if I have to like go. 
like change my resume or cater or whatever i do it like as soon as i see it because for me personally i'm always like i feel like i don't want to be too late Mm -hmm. so i like i don't i like to do it like right when i see it but that's just me because i get i'm like impatient sometimes i overthink it and i worry that if i apply like late at night they're gonna judge me they're like oh this girl's not sleeping she's applying to jobs at like 3 a.m no i don't think that matters i never thought about that at least but that's just me i like to apply like ASAP, ASAP, because it doesn't matter. Even if you apply to, at midnight, if you seem like if you had all the qualifications and you seem like you're the right person, they're gonna contact you anyways. Yeah, it really doesn't I matter. Don't know why I think that if way. your resume is perfect, they don't care when you applied. They would want they want to talk to you anyways. So it doesn't matter. So now that you have a job, it kind of makes me feel like I should start looking as well because well regardless, now the show regardless is over, of me, you should have been looking. I know, but like I so I had so many things on my mind. And now I really want to buckle down and try to get a job, too. You take your time. You take more of your time applying, though. Yeah, I do. Because you'll, like, you'll open it, and then you'll, like, want to apply to, like, the next week. Yeah. And, like, I, like, will already apply to, like, eight. So is your advice just do it? (laughs) It's just, (laughs) Just apply? Well, obviously, like, make sure that your resume makes sense like that. Like, I'm not an expert by any means, but, like... I just know personally how hard it is to get a call back Mm -hmm. that you can't put, you can't like, like there's no point you taking a thousand years to apply to to this one one job posting because like there's such a high chance you won't get called back. Mm -hmm. So it's like you need to cast a wide net. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you you need to, the widest net possible. (laughs) That's the only, that's the only thing like I can, that's the only thing that, that for me made the most sense. It's like you literally apply to 200 and you'll get like 10 calls back or five calls back. So it's like, what's the point of taking an hour to apply to, not an hour, like weeks and days to apply to one job that you really want? Because there's a chance they probably won't even call you. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for being on the journey with Paula from no job to job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so now you guys are going to be on the journey with me from uh, part-time job to real job. Yeah. <laughs> but it's only been... I always say this, but it's only been like three or four months since I actually worked a real job. So I'm just going to try to cast the wide net as well and be patient and be diligent and whatnot and blah, blah, blah. And we'll see what happens. Yeah. You guys should tell us about your job experiences. I was Contact us. It. I was thinking about it, too. I was like, I don't I don't obviously don't think I'm an expert by any means, but like I was doing it literally every day, all day mm-hmm. for like, well, almost a year. Yeah. So it's like. There are things that I'm going to remember for next time because, like, it's hard, man. It's hard. And like Kenzie always says, sometimes people are just beat with a lucky stick. It's true. People are. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it is sometimes. Sometimes people just apply to one job and they get it. Yep. And that's that's a that's like a rare case. You can't just always look at those people and feel bad. It's like he just thought it, he just thought that into you mm-hmm. in that book, which <laughs> I did not buy with my own money. Um, you borrowed it? No, my sister has it. Of course she um, does. But Shout I was gonna out say to Pollyanna and all in her that help. book. In that book, though, uh, he mentions a point where he's like, "Don't think of the people who are like, fuck, what's the word he uses? Basically, like the the exception. Yeah, the exception. He's like, don't compare yourself to the exception. So like that chick that you saw that like, oh wow, bumped into a guy in a park and like they fell in love and the teachers are amazing. Like it's like don't like that's literally an exception of a story. It's like don't think that like don't You're hold, the exception. Yeah, or like don't hold that up to like the standard to like the standard or like how it's gonna happen for you yeah because that's the exception and i always remember that even though i didn't read the whole book because <laughs> i remember that. that in the movie i think 
Did I mention in the movie? That was a good. That was a good little rom com. J- Jake Long was in it, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you think Jake Long's cute? I think I don't know if I think he's cute, but I would date him. Okay. That the thing is, when I look at Jake Long, I'm like, that's someone Annie would think is cute. <laughs> that's someone that you would show me, and you'd be like, this boy is no, so cute. No, I don't think so though. I look at him like meh, but I think it's because his personality. I think his personality yeah. too, but like looks wise, like looks wise, he seems no regular to me, like regular average Joe. I'm comparing him to boys that you've showed me. That's why. No. Yes. No way, Jake Long. Yeah, he's like a little nerdy. Thinking, he looks a little nerdy looking. Okay, well, I feel like everybody knows that I love Captain America and I love Chris Evans. Well, I'm not talking about celebrity wise. I'm talking about like <laughs> Jake Long is a celebrity. No, but I mean like okay, besides that, but you do like like the nerdy boys, the nerdy looking boys. Obviously, Chris Evans is like yeah, it's is like end all be all. But yes. I mean like yeah, it's on an yeah. average day living your life walking average down the street. Joe. You like the nerdy little nerdy boys. Yeah, I yeah, I think so. I don't know. It's been a while. That's fine. Not that your boyfriend's dirty, but any means. He doesn't even look like he's not like he doesn't look like Jake Long at all. <laughs> I don't know. Life is crazy. Boys are crazy. That's yeah. that's the end of the story. <laughs> but um we didn't we weren't really sure of how to include the show into the podcast. So yeah, I think we we're dividing really... it up by person for each podcast. Right? Yeah, so each episode coming up we'll have one speaker. We'll have a speak. Yeah, we'll have a speaker or a clip of some sort. I guess some some people were longer than others, so we might find fun ways to piece that together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so now we're gonna include a clip from the show. Yeah, and it's it's. I guess it's us first, and then Paula. Yeah. So it's my. I went first to the show. Yeah. So enjoy. Have fun. Pretend you were there with us. <laughs> Well, this is kind of a nice change because we don't have any money, so we usually share one mic, and today we get two mics. So I feel so privileged right now. Don't you? Honestly, is no, yeah, no, different? I, I feel blessed right now. I feel blessed. Now, usually we're in my room, and all the lights are off. And, and we're hot have, as, your room is hot as shit, too. And then we do this, and because sweating. we only have one mic. So today we're blessed. Yeah, we're always sweating in your room too, because it's so hot there. So, I remember someone in this room once told me you are like the five people you keep closest to you. I'm looking at him right now. But, um, so me and Paula are, are obviously each other's close friends. So, we're same, we're same, same, but we're different. <laughs> so, I want to know, um, even though I've seen you almost like every day for a year, how did you prepare for the show? Like the two minutes of the day that I wasn't next to you. Yes. <laughs> uh, honestly, I played Bodak Yellow like all day. <laughs> I literally played all, on repeat all day. Also, just so you guys know, we've been planning this show since like last summer we started talking about I it. I think June 2016. Yeah, I didn't decide on my story till two weeks ago. Yeah, she didn't tell me. I had I, to hear through the grapevine from someone else. I didn't finish it till like five hours ago. So that's literally what I was doing. I was getting ready for the one thing I needed to bring with me. I, I, I was doing that. So that's yeah. how you prepared? Okay. Yeah. So as I've gotten older, I figured mom's always right. So I asked my mom, how, how should I prepare for tonight? And she was like, uh, tie your hair back so people can see your face. Maybe um, go to the gym. You have a gym membership. Um, except, you know what? It feels more like a subscription to like a monthly keychain service because I don't go to the gym. <laughs> so it's only really for like relating to people. Because when people see my keychain, they're like, oh, you go to Good Life too? 
And I'm like, yeah, I do go to Good Life. You're such a liar. <laughs> and then, that, and that's it, because I don't watch TV, so I can't relate to people in that way. So I can relate to people by saying I go to the gym when I don't go to the gym. You don't do either. So this is how we prepared, by not preparing. Literally, no, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so Paula, you are going to actually start the, off the show tonight. I'm kind of throwing you under the bus. <laughs> But before we start, I know a lot of people probably don't know what shut up, nobody cares actually means. I know there's a lot of non-listeners in here, which is fine. It's still a safe space for all of you. But what do you think, for people who don't know, what do you think shut up, nobody cares means? I guess I shouldn't ask you guys because no one's going to answer me. But, I, <laughs> but I've gotten a lot of like, negative reactions, haven't you? Yeah, either negative or having absolutely no idea. There you go. Close it. Oh, the wire is really Just smile, Paula. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least this isn't during a story, so it's fine. Yeah, not, not during your story. Just continue. Continue. Okay. Yeah. Okay, what... Um, how did we think of the name? I was thinking about this the other day, how it even came up, and I think I just, I think I was like seriously saying it like about something that was making me mad. And I think I was just like, someone, someone did something probably making me mad, and I was just like, oh, shut up, like nobody cares. Like that's, that's probably how I said it. And yeah. then I think you're like, that's when you thought about that we should make that the name. Yeah. But I was saying it actually, I was serious when I said it about something. No, and I was just like, that's a funny name. I think we should name that our project. Before, because before we were called High Show Low Income. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys even know what that means, but my dad made that up. He's like, oh, that guy's so high, show low income. He would say that about you. Yeah, he no. Would say that you he would say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but he would say it about me, okay? He would say it about me. And, and it was because it was. It's a term for people who act like they have money, but have no money. So, <laughs> so like, I'll spend, I'll, I don't spend a lot of money on, like, clothes or things like that, but I'll spend a lot of money on food, on equipment. Like, I'm a gearhead. I love camera stuff. So I'll spend a ton of money on that, and then I'll have nothing left. So he's like, you're, you're high show, low income. So I was like, you are too. So we should just oh, yeah, call no. this that. Yeah. <laughs> thousand percent. But then we came up with other names, and then yeah. So so yeah. So basically, yes. Hi. Sh oh, wait. Shut up. Nobody cares. Means don't overthink it. Nobody cares if you tripped over a sidewalk crack. Nobody cares if you're on stage and your projector's not working. <laughs> Life goes on. Okay. So without further ado, I know Paula wanted someone special to introduce her, but well, was, like, we don't. Would have been cool yeah. for like an MC, but uh, it wasn't the budget. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What budget? <laughs> So you have me, so have fun. <laughs> okay. okay, so I'll start off by saying that I'm not like a mushy, like sentimental person or anything, so that's really not where I want to go with this story. I'm just prefacing that right now. But I don't know if this is the time in my life where I start to like question every little thing. Like I've been thinking a lot about who I'm becoming as a person, why I am the way that I am. And I've also been thinking about like 
if I even have what it takes to get my life to where I want it to be. Um, but I can't like think of all these crazy questions without my mind coming back to uh, one exact person. So ever since I was young, I've been in awe of the women in my life. They've blessed me with the truth behind Black Don't Crack, um, <laughs> a fierce integrity, a ruthless sense of humor, and most importantly, they can take full credit for how strong I'm working to become. So this is Virginia Philippa Gibbs. She was born on February 18th, 1918. So if you guys do the math real quick, she'll be 100 next year. Um, yeah, so when she was 20, she married Adolphus. He was an electrician and he was the love of her life. He was basically the sole provider of the family. So back in those days, women just didn't work, which I thought was pretty sick. Um, so, <laughs> so, so she just stayed home and made a family. So in 19... Wait, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, so in 1957, uh, Adolphus, uh, sorry, I'll go back. So in early 20s, when they got married, they started to have kids. So in the early 20s, she had her first kid, who was Hillis. Then she continued to have eight more and with Adolphus. And back in those days, you didn't plan your family. So it, it really didn't matter how many kids you had. They made babies, and they made them really fast. Because... For them, um, children, children were their riches, they would say. So they were super hyped to have big families. <laughs> but um, in, in 1957, Adolphus actually died in a fire. So she was left on her own. And then, yeah, after that, a couple years later, she met a man who ended up being the person who helped her out with insurance to get the money from Adolphus's passing, because like I said, she didn't work. So. He ended up being the father of her last two children, which were also twins. That was her second set of twins, actually. And, but then he didn't stick around either. Well, he didn't die, but he's alive. He just didn't stick around. And, <laughs> and so then, since so she already had to raise nine kids on her own, she had to raise 11 in total at this point by herself. environment, meaning that my dad was never in my, in my life, right? You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I have the potential to be, to be a bad person, to be like my dad, like my brothers on my dad's side who's gone through one and two and three divorces. And so I've always, so, so that DNA is in me, but my mother raised me with such strong values and discipline um, that it never played out in my life. Yeah. So, so right? It, uh, allowing me to be where I am today, not even thinking about that as part of my plan for my life, but, but where I am today, who would have thought, right? But because of my, my mom being a single mom, but literally lived for us, like sacrificed everything to raise us healthy and strong and well and courageous. So this all happened in Trinidad. They lived in San Juan, and uh, Virginia was able to use the money that she got from the insurance to, to so they moved to a new house with nine bedrooms and a massive garden that grew guava and avocado and coconut and banana. And Virginia was incredibly resourceful. I feel like you kind of have to be to keep track of 11 people. Um, 
She, but she never let up having such a strong grip on them. And by strong grip, I mean she was insanely strict, like super, super strict. I've heard countless stories of how she's given them beats for one reason or another, all 11 of them individually. And like, I've heard so many stories, but I'll just give you like one very small story. So when Virginia told you to be home at 6 p.m., that was it. There's no 6.30, 6.10, it was six and that's it. So basically she would say, don't let darkness meet you on the road, which means when you're on the road to come home, it better not be dark or you'll feel her wrath. So one of her daughters, Veda, my Aunt Veda, decided to be big and bad and stay out past 6 p.m. And she was with her brother, actually. So you'd think it'd be cool because she's literally with one of her sons. Uh, no, Virginia did not give a shit. Uh, she gave her the beating of her life. And I still hear about this story right now. I'm telling it to you because I still hear about it because it, actually she never forgot about it and she's a grown woman now. So that stuck with her forever. Bring us up in the knowledge of the Lord, to go to church, know the Lord, say our prayers, be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She bring us up to be strong, to be faithful. She did a good job on that something. So much of a good job. So the whole point I'm trying to get at, I guess, is that I've heard these stories my entire life essentially. Uh, that's all I think about when I looked at my grandma as she raised me, as her children raised me. And it's all I, th it's all I hear about at family gatherings. Virginia has single-handedly shaped the strength that runs through my family and that runs through me. Well, I guess I like to think it runs through me. It's the whole point of this story is I don't even know how strong I am, but I think about, <laughs> I think about how strong she is. Um, and one of the reasons we wanted to even start the show to begin with was because we knew we weren't the only people that were feeling like this confused and that were questioning our entire lives. And despite not having any massive accomplishments, like we said, low income, um, <laughs> that doesn't mean we don't have something to say or the ability to create a platform like this for us and others to say it. So I'm aware I'm not the only person out here questioning my life, but Virginia is the toughest person I know. I come from a long line of powerful women. So whatever it is I need to do to move forward, she taught me better than to give up. So basically, I am who I am because of her. Yeah. So how did you feel after you, because you never did storytelling before, like you've never public spoke, right? No, I don't know, I don't no. know if you have or not. I don't think mm -mm. you have. Not that so I really wanted to before this. I felt fine. Uh, you seem very, natural on stage like you were you were calm and i wanted like i i think when i first started i felt nervous then after i was kind of just like honestly i like i can't like i i don't want to sound nervous so i had to kind of just like ignore that but um mm -hmm. i think i i kind of felt not that i not rushed like i rushed myself because i like i think i got i got kind of flustered in terms of like where my story was going but it made sense i mean i hope it made sense yeah yeah i really liked it um it seemed like you were giving yourself time to speak like it didn't seem like you were flustered or rushing yourself or anything. yeah because i talk really fast too so the good part is that none of us like other than me and like one, maybe one other person like we didn't know your story so it didn't seem like even if you did rush through parts they didn't know yeah they didn't know what your story was yeah so whatever 
whatever you, you displayed to them on stage is what they got. Like, they didn't see anything you knew. So that was good. Yeah, I was happy with it. It was a good first attempt. Mm-hmm. And you want to shout out the girl who helped you with some of your visuals? Oh, yeah, Bianca. She did my illustrations. I don't know if she can listen to this, but she does, but thank you. Yeah, we'll probably link her somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere. So that's our first episode. I mean... Hopefully we start our first doing... episode after the show. Oh so yeah, technically our second episode. Our second episode. <laughs> I don't know why I said first episode, but I I just meant first episode like, after the show. Yeah, it feels like it's a we're beginning again. Yeah, but we really do want to have some sort of schedule moving forward. Yeah, hopefully, don't quote me on this or do quote me on this if we do do it once a week. Yeah, I think every Wednesday new episode. Are we gonna pick a day? Are you picking a day now? Pick, yeah, let's let's just do it. Let's let let's just do it. Let's just turn Wednesday it every Wednesday. Everyone, okay, every Wednesday. So you're gonna hear us every Wednesday. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye.